welcome to the Dan Clarence Gomez Show. I'm your host, Dan Clarence Gomez. My next guest is Daisy Ann Mitchell, an actress based in Singapore. Here is our interview. Please listen. to the Dan Clarence Gomez Show, Daisy. Thank you. How do you start as an actress? How did I start? Um, when I was really little, my grandparents um, very much loved having me perform at dinner parties, as in you know, do a little song, do a little dance. And from that, my parents put me into dance classes and, you know, little performance things. Um, and I just never stopped doing it. So no matter where I was in the world, I was always training and performing. And to the point where now I have my degree and I've graduated and now I'm doing it as a job. It is easy to be an actress. It is easy. Is it easy? I think I find it quite natural. I find acting and emoting um, very, very, I would say for me, it, it comes quite naturally and therefore it makes it a little bit easier. For others, not so much. And I feel like a lot of people think they can do it. Um, I've had people say to me, you know, that's not really a real, a real job, anyone can do what you're doing, but you know, it requires a certain amount of vulnerability and self-awareness that not a lot of people have. And yeah, 
I, I don't know. It depends on the person. I think um, it comes quite naturally for me. Others may have to work a little bit harder. I know for me, my character work um, is difficult. I have to really, really think about that, whereas other people can switch on quite quickly into their characters. Um, so there's different aspects of it that I find a little bit more difficult, but overall I would say it comes quite naturally, yes. You are not only an actor, but you're also a senior and host. That is correct. I um, very recently found out I could sing. I never sang before I went to do my degree. Um, I decided to do my degree in musical theater here in Singapore because I was offered a place um, straight into the second year of a three-year course, which I was very lucky to get. Um, and in musical theater, you obviously have to sing. But um, lo and behold, found out it, it's very fun and I'm quite good at it. So I do that and I host um, mall shows across Singapore. Unfortunately, not right now. They got canceled this year, obviously. Um, but that is a very fun time of year. Christmas shows in the malls are lots and lots of fun to host. Yes, I saw you on YouTube performing in Sesame Street and Dinosaur Train. Yes, <laughs> Sesame Street was um, last December and Dinosaur Train was the June before that. Um, or was it a few years ago? I'm not sure. But uh, I work with that company quite often and they are very, very fun. And everyone who does those shows, the mascots as well, they're all incredible dancers. Absolutely incredible dancers, and it's so much fun to work with them. You're also a um, storyteller, storyteller and teacher at Evolve Arts. Yes, the storytelling, um, I started doing that long before I started teaching drama. Um, I've been doing storytelling since 2016. Um, during my diploma and performance course, we have to do a storytelling performance and Kamini Ramachandran, who is my mentor, came in to teach us that. And from that, she further trained me for her company um, to do storytelling. And, you know, it started with um, storytelling for adults and then we explored storytelling for children, which is what I found a whole new passion for. And so working with kids has been something that has come from storytelling. And now I do that for my job. I teach early years in creative drama and help with musical theater at Evolve Arts. And I've only just started, but I'm having lots and lots of fun there. Um, and I'll be there hopefully for the next few years. It has been very fun. What is the life of an actress living in Singapore? Because you are an expat. That is a very good question. Um, there are a lot of layers to that, I think. I moved here when I was six and my parents put me into local school. So I have had a very third culture kid experience, I would say. I never went to international school. Um, I was brought up quite locally, surrounded by local you know, friends, um, teachers, uh, educators, um, professionals in the field, et cetera, et cetera. Um, life as an actor here varies from person to person. If you wanna talk about the kinds of roles that I get, um, it's more difficult 
for me to find theater roles that um, are catered because obviously a lot of what is put on here is usually in a local context. Um, and unless they are looking specifically for a Caucasian female, um, I wouldn't really be considered, or if it's for a kid's show. But on top of that, I was also in full-time education for the past how many years, like 10 years. So I haven't had time to go on audition. Um, film, if you wanna be a film actor, uh, it's uh, breaking into the industry as an expat is quite, is a lot easier I would say than in theater because there is just so much more and there's no constraints as to the region of where you are. Um, but I don't really wanna do that. I love theater a lot more. I don't really think I'm very good on camera. <laughs> um, but I think what, what it comes down to is your willingness to find the work, your willingness to make those connections, to network, um, and how, how professional you are in the workspace and you know how you carry yourself, how you approach the work, how well you execute it, blah, 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 that anyone can learn. In Singapore, because in YouTube, I watch many children's show in YouTube, like mall shows, children's mall show, most of them are in are taken in Singapore. Most of the hosts are not Singaporean. Most of them, most of them are expats. Uh, yes. I was a video, a video called Barbie and the Barbie Mall show and the actor and the actress is white, not Singaporean. And some show like Hello Kitty, the host is white, not Singaporean. Mm -hmm. That is um, unfortunately something that the producer of the shows decide beforehand. Um, what I've been told is that they feel like having an expat face um, and host will bring in the crowds more. And a lot of the time they actually fly in um, these performers from overseas. Yes. Um, so they fly them in from Australia or from the UK to do these shows. Um, I've, had my, I've had my moral dilemmas about stuff like this um, because there are people based in Singapore who are as equally if not better than you know, expats brought in from all over the world. Um, and that is something I think it's difficult to, I don't know, you can't really tell the producers that, you know, in risk of losing the job. However, um, when I do accept a job like that, a mall show, um, everybody is very, very professional and very aware of what they're here to do and it's a very warm and fun environment there's no you know there's no competition there's no real disagreements nobody really is upset about anything because everyone's there to you know do the show and have a good time but I do I do understand that sometimes people can find it a bit disconcerting when you know you have a Caucasian person doing 
the non-mascot roles and then all the local performers are in mascot roles and you see it at Universal Studios and you see it uh, in Japan and you see it in all the theme parks. Yes, yes. Many theme parks in Japan, Singapore, Dubai, you know, Dubai, UAE, you know, yeah. Emirates. Most of the theme parks, most of the performers are Caucasian looking, not Asian or Arab or Chinese. Yeah, and hopefully that's something that can shift. It is easy to be an expat in Singapore. I don't really consider myself an expat just because I've been here so long. Um, and like I said earlier, I've been in local institutions and all my friends are based here. Uh, only now are all my local friends leaving me to go to the UK <laughs> to do their university. Um, uh, I didn't really live the expat quote unquote life. I, I look at what I guess is the umbrella term or the umbrella image of an expat in Singapore. And I don't, I don't identify with that whatsoever. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how to answer that because I don't know. <laughs> I think more so being third culture and being brought up here as, as um, being brought up in Asia coming from the UK, um, has been a very unique experience, I would say. And I don't realize that until I go back to the UK and I talk to people and I see just how different I am socially and how, um, how I think like politically um, or, or just talk. Like my Singaporean accent will really come out in, in any context, but when I'm back in the UK, people are like, wait, what did you just say? You know, it's just stuff like that. Um, yeah. Singlish, the Singaporean English accent is called Singlish, yes. yes. What is the difference of, what is the difference of Singlish, British accent, and American accent? Because in the Philippines, the, in, the English we use is the American English. And in some countries like Malaysia and Singapore, because Malaysia and Singapore are former British colony, their English is based on British. British, yeah. What is the difference? If you want to talk about the sounds, I mean, there's, wow, there's a lot of, I feel like a linguist would be better answering this. Um, I can do all three accents. I can do a very British one. Um, and this is the one I use to talk around my parents but even now it feels very fake. It feels like I'm putting it on a little bit. Um, and then my Singaporean one isn't very strong, but like it comes out in some contexts. And then my American one is very, when I'm being very professional and I'm on stage and I really wanna be clear, um, unless they've asked for a British accent, then I'll do that. Because uh, I, mm -hmm. maybe, Musical theater, musical are uh, based in the U.S. called Broadway. So, if you are acting in a Broadway musical, you must speak the American accent of English. I would disagree with that. I think it's more so where the show is 
being performed because you can do shows that have been on Broadway anywhere in the world as long as you've bought the rights to it. For example, in LaSalle, um, LaSalle tries to get as high, I don't know, I mean, we were going to do Chicago this year for our graduation show, and that is one of the most famous Broadway productions of all time. However, when we do shows um, in Singapore, a lot of the time, the directors aren't really thinking about the accents unless it drives the story and unless it's very integral to the character, where they're from and what their accent is supposed to be because it affects what happens in the show. Otherwise, um, I don't think you have to have a certain aspect, uh, a certain accent, sorry. Um, perhaps it's more idolized, I guess, like here, um, you know, you'll really be praised if you have a very clear or very, you know, strong American or British accent. And you see that in like businessmen, um, in lawyers, you know, cause they've been, you know, they went overseas for their education. You know, it's like the overseas accent. I don't know, the Singaporean overseas accent that comes back. Um, but you don't, I wouldn't say you have to have an accent. However, knowing different accents is a very good skill um, and can definitely be a big advantage in getting jobs. What is the best place will you choose? Singapore or the Singapore or London? United Kingdom. The best place I would choose, if I wanted to have a career, it would be here in Singapore, <laughs> because I, I'm very, I'm, I'm unique. I'll be able to get, you know, roles. How do I say this? You know, it's. Um, my my ultimate goal when I was first starting out was I wanted to be the person they called whenever they needed a Caucasian female for anything, because you have like your token um, white men here as well. And you always see them all the time. And I was like, I want that. I want to be the girl version of that. Um, however, London's theater scene is incredible. And yes, rest and in London, if New York has a Broadway, if New York has a Broadway, London has called West End Mystery. Yes. Um, their, their environment and their culture is so incredible. Yeah. Uh, it is unlike anywhere. I'm, I've been to both. I've been to New York and I've been to London to see shows. And uh, the, the feeling when you go is just amazing. And the talent there is endless. It's absolutely endless. Yeah. Um, and Singapore is still finding itself, I think, however, has come leaps and bounds in the past five years in terms of musicals and in terms of musical theater and, and I don't know, even theater in general. We're, do, we're seeing a lot more um, homegrown performers versus flying in productions, I think, which is very nice to see. What is your favorite? Let's talk about your favorite. What is your favorite musical in favorite? Oh, this is such a hard question. 
I always have a different answer whenever when anyone asks me this. Um, I feel like Legally Blonde is an, a very underrated musical. Um, I think it's better than the movie. The songs are so infectious and so much fun, and it is it is such a marathon of a show. Um, but I also do love the classics like Singing in the Rain. Seeing that on stage was amazing. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Even though it's a little bit problematic, uh, I still love it because that was the musical I watched growing up. Um, uh, so many. And then you've got like Hamilton. Everyone loves Hamilton. Yes, Lin-Manuel Miranda. He is yes. popular today, yes. Very, yes, very, very popular. Yeah. And for me, my favorite Broadway musical are Annie, because I love the song Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. The Sound of Music, because I love the song Annie. Yes. Hello, Dolly, because I love the song Hello, Dolly. Hello, yes. Dolly. And King and I, getting to know you, getting to know all about you. Those are some of my favorite songs as well. Yes, that song in, in childhood, because when I was a child, I have a DVD, my mom's bike, and karaoke called Nursery Rhymes Karaoke. And the song has lots, lots of lots of songs. Most of, some of them, some of them are from Broadway. And the song is called Getting to Know You. I really, really love the song. I, that is one of that's a good song. My most favorite Nasirin song is It's a Small World After All. Do you know that song? <laughs> yes, I do know that song. <laughs> you wish upon a star. Do you know that song from Pinocchio? When you wish upon yeah. a star. That's my one of my favorite song. And there is a song that I know. Do you know the song? Super Califragilistics Expelialidocious. Do you know that song? The Mary Poppins, yes. That is a show I really want to see that I've never seen on stage. I've never seen Mary Poppins on stage, but if you remember the song Step in Time when they're doing the big tap dance on the, on the rooftops of London on stage, he actually tap dances up the wall and onto the ceiling it is amazing yes amazing <laughs> yes. because because in many musicals there are many tap dancers and and i watch and i watch in youtube the trailer do you know aladdin the musical the trailer the trailer of that yes, yes. but not in broadway but in movie yes I, I really, really love the song, I Can Show You the World. Do you know that song? I do know that song. I Can Show You the World. What is the next lyrics? I Can Show Shining, shimmering, splendid. <laughs> I really, really love that song. Before we end, we will watch a video in YouTube, wait a minute. Oh no, is it a video of me? I hope not. No, it's a <laughs> band, marching band. Ooh. 
Did you see the video? Yes, I can. It is an a military march. Mm -hmm. Is this in Russia? No, that's in Ukraine. Ukraine. Former Soviet country. Former yes. of Soviet Union. The video you will watch, this is an Independence Day parade. Do you know in Singapore, there is a national parade. This is a Independence Day parade in Ukraine. And okay. They look like synchronized swimmers. Yes, that's an army. That's the marching band. Oh, they're singing. <laughs> And the last video we will watch is an air show, air show, air, airplanes. Okay. This is a parade of tanks and air, airplanes. I'm very excited. 
isa military tank. The next is airplane. Oh my goodness. Singapore does it better. There are many, many beautiful clothes. They are celebrating the independence from Soviet Union. This video was in 2001, 19 years yeah. ago. They are celebrating 10, 10 years from independence from Soviet Union. Outfits are crazy. Yes. And this is a dance. We dance. This is the dance. This is the best part. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, 
Oh my goodness me. Yeah, no, I trained in dance, but I cannot dance anything like that. That is incredible. That dance is very hard. Very hard. I can imagine their knees probably hurt a lot. That's part of the parade is the sports and Olympics parade. This these players, these sports players are Ukrainian players who participate in the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Mm -hmm. 2000 Sydney, they participate. <laughs> Very cool. Wow, that was very fun. Look, that's the end. The balloons. Yeah. Yeah. Theater everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere you go, even the army. Yeah. Thank you for showing me those. They were great. You see, thank you for guesting to my podcast. Thank you for having me. I hope you have a lovely week. 
Bye. Bye.